During the last few years, we've ventured into a lot of different fields. And we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Welcome to the Walt Daily Podcast. For those that don't know us by now, we're a Disney couple, and one of us is a Disney fanatic. One of us is Disney Challenge. challenged, which is myself. But somehow we've made a way to make this relationship work, and welcome to episode 52. Yeah. It's been a while. Yes. <laughs> We've had a lot going on, so yes. I'm glad we can finally be back in our chairs at Sunroom Studios. Pumping out some information. Hopefully everyone's been enjoying the the flash briefings. I know, which are now available on our iTunes channel, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Have you heard any feedback? Has people been saying that they liked it? We need we need we need feedback, people. Okay, we need to know <laughs> if you like it, if we should take it off and only do the podcast, if we should keep it on and do more. We need to know. So any feedback would be greatly appreciated. Let us know what you think. That way we can tailor the information to you, tailor the sound to you, and hopefully make the experience bring more magic to your day. Yes. Than what it's already bringing. It's hot in Miami right now. It's so hot. It's super hot. It's hot. It's muggy. It is June. It is hurricane season, which I I want to, I was thinking about doing a future episode or at least a flash briefing about hurricane protocol. Oh, that's That way cool. everybody's on the same page. Yeah, so we know what to do. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, let's start with headlines. Okay. First headline. And I'm actually glad that you brought up how hot it is, how we're in June, because yes, June is upon us and there are so many things that are going to be happening this month. Like what? Pixar related specifically. Okay. Number one, The Incredibles 2 opens Wednesday, June 13th. Cool. And I didn't know if you know this, but it's going to be available on IMAX to watch. No, I didn't. I 100% think that when you and I see it, we should try to see it in IMAX. Is that 3D? No, 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 no. It's like the planetarium. It's like a full kind of big screen experience. It's oh, okay. like riding Soren, but the seats don't move. I thought I thought it was 3D, but yeah, because I don't like 3D stuff. You know, speaking of, I saw that, uh, what's that Star Wars show? That The one that, um, it's a ride, it's an experience. Oh, Star Tours. Star Tours. I did that without the glasses the last time we did it. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I actually liked it without, because 3D gives me headaches, but I actually could watch it better without the 3D glasses, and it was still pretty entertaining. Wow. So even, you know, a three-minute ride would give you a headache? Yeah, anything 3D. Like, I don't do anything 3D now mm. anymore. It's officially done. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, well, I officially thought that you were just being a baby, but I guess maybe you were telling the truth. Yeah, yeah, because we <laughs> did it before, like, a, I don't know when we did it earlier, in the, or maybe two weeks ago, I think we did it. I tried it 3D. Got the headache, so I'm like, all right, do it again, no 3D, and I didn't, I get, didn't get a headache. headache, so I'm officially done with 3D for my life. Yeah. That's it, it's over. You know, unfortunately, I feel like it ha it probably happens to a lot more people than we expect, yeah. which, I mean, I hate it because they don't get the full full experience, but I'm sure they get 
a good part of the storyline at least, yeah. and especially on Star Tours The Motion. So yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> that's funny. So another thing that's going to happen in June is Toy Story Land opening when on the... June 30th. Oh, cool. So that's coming up super fast. Is that our blackout dates? Yeah, we're going to be blacked out. Okay. So, um, <laughs> which I don't necessarily <laughs> mind sucks. because, I mean, it's just like Pandora, you... Now's a chance to ride Pandora. I know. Now's, now's when we really <laughs> need to have to, to get on Pandora. Yeah. Not that we can get in anyways, though, because we're still blacked out. Yeah. Even if Pandora is going to be empty. Wow. But um, to anybody who's not blacked out, definitely post lots of pictures on Instagram, Facebook, because we would love to see it. <laughs> okay. So next headline. There is available... Or, you know what, to be honest, I didn't see if it was available for purchase. I didn't even check the price. I was just so excited about it. The Spaceship Earth Lego set. Oh, yeah. Complete with... You just showed me. Yes, complete with little Lego scenes. So you see Michelangelo, there's the Egyptians, you even have your time travel machine. You, You think we can order it off Alexa? You think if we ask Alexa right now, we might be able to order it? You think it'll work? Let's try it. Okay, so what is it called? Spaceship Earth. Okay. Echo, order Spaceship Earth Lego. Searching. I couldn't find anything for Spaceship Earth Lego. Okay. No, nothing else. Thank you. Okay, okay that did not work out the way. Oh, no. <laughs> Echo, please stop. So. Well, so that didn't happen. Okay, so, so we'll have to actually go and actually search it now. I know, we're probably going to have to go either online. I mean, well, yeah, it's exactly just search it. I'm sorry. It's so inconvenient. Um, or to the Lego store, which would also be a fun journey. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to build it. Cool. Do you think it'll be more fun than the Nano Blocks? Because it looks a lot more complicated. Yeah, but it's definitely going to be bigger and better. Literally. Where are we going to keep this? I mean, I feel like the, the Disney knickknacks in our house, especially since we've started getting serious about Disney more so, mm-hmm. I mean, they're just, they're everywhere. So we're going to have to find a, a special spot for that one. Yeah. If When built. If and when built. All right. Last headline. Then this is, <laughs> I was thinking about this. In monorail bar crawl news, the Tambu Lounge at the Polynesian Village Resort, which is the bar just adjacent to Ohana Restaurant, is closing for refurbishment for three months. Mm, nice. Crazy. Crazy. And, well, the, here's the I crazy. Can you believe it? I know. Here's I the no crazy. No idea what this is. Okay, well... <laughs> It's, it's where you can find a lapu-lapu, which is a lovely beverage that's that's in a hollowed-out pineapple. So oh, okay. it really gives you that tropical, like, oh, you know, I'm in the tropics kind <laughs> okay. of thing. But here's a crazy thing. This is apparently one of the only untouched um, parts of the Polynesian Village Resort since its opening in 1971. Oh, that sucks. So it's super original. Yeah. And it's appara- gone. I know. Well, it's not <laughs> gone necessarily, but a lot of um, the refurbishment is going to be focused on making it bigger. Yeah. So that the bartenders have more, I guess, area to work. And I guess it makes the guest experience a little bit better because there's going to be more room to accommodate guests. Yeah. So that'll be fine. I mean, so far, I've been happy with a lot of the refurbishments that Disney's made, even though we put up a fuss before it happens. Yeah. I'll tell you what's the fuss. But, anyways. <laughs> so. Let's move on. Oh, really quick before we move on. There are going to be pop-up bars in the lobby while it's under refurbishment. 
Okay. So you can still do the monorail bar crawl. Cool. It'll just be an alternative. At cool. Poly. All right. So let's go into today's topic. Okay. And I'm super duper excited about today's topic because it's Walt related, which I know you love. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do the top five Magic Kingdom attractions where you can find the spirit of Walt. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot I have a headline to talk about. Oh my gosh. I, got, I was just so enthusiastic about that. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Okay. I really ruined that. But okay. something, something crazy happened that I just remembered I wanted to talk about. Do you remember? No. No? It's about the blockchain thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So All right. So here's the story, guys. So if you, I don't know what episode it was, but there's an episode that we talked, that I compared blockchain, which I think we should find the number of that episode. There's an episode that... I spoke about blockchain and I compared it to Disney mountains, like Disney roller coaster mountains. And somehow uh, the blockchain community, like a trader's community, got a hold of this. And there's like a huge conspiracy going on in that one, in like a chat group that I joined on something on an app called Telegram. There's a huge conspiracy about how we, this podcast was like, somehow like told to secretly spill this news um about like the disbits i talked i talked about something called disbits which was something i completely like made up but it was digital pins that you can store on a blockchain for pin traders right but it'll be, but you would trade digitally you trade these pins it was, and i ca- i called it disbits mm-hmm. right so <laughs> in this chat group i got invited they found and they found me on twitter and they said hey like we have a crazy chat going on about like your uh, disbits and and how oh it gosh. was like how we we were we're thinking that it was you know put in place by Disney to give hints about the future of a particular blockchain called Dragon Chain, and I went into that chat room and I had to like debug like everything that was happening. I kind of like cleared our name, and I was like, hey, like we are not we were not paid by Disney to say this. This is completely made up, mm-hmm. and I had nothing to do with any sort of projections of what the future of that one particular blockchain is going to like turn into. But I thought it was crazy. It was so random. Richie sent me the screenshot of this conversation, and I was totally caught off guard because... So, for the record, it was episode 37. I just found it. Oh, yeah, episode 37. But it was a Go while ago, and so I'm... And it, it, I just, it, I didn't expect anybody to be like having conspiracy theories about our podcast because yeah. we're a very like, like, what is it? Um, down home. We're just like, a, you know, grassroots. We're, we're the grassroots. Yes. We are grassroots like people yes. <laughs> running a podcast. Yes. So super surprising. It was interesting. And actually, I think that that particular episode has the most views on YouTube. Yeah, because I think a bunch of people from that community like shared it and they like, ooh, we got to go double check (laughs) this and see if it's right. And then apparently it seemed legit. So (laughs) I had to clear that up. So now I'm going to publicly clear that up that this podcast has no like payment or endorsement from Dragon Chain or Disney regarding Disbits. So on the record, on the record, podcast record. Yeah, because I think they're going to come back and try to look for this. So I just wanted to go ahead and publicly say it. (laughs) But. Anywho. That is a headline, and I totally forgot about yeah. it. So cool. Okay, I'm glad so we're clearing the air. Back to your enthusiasm about the topic. Uh, okay, so do it one more time. Okay, I'm gonna do it one more time, just to refresh everybody's memory from a couple minutes ago. We're gonna be talking about the top five Magic Kingdom attractions where you can find the spirit of Walt. Nice. And I'm gonna say spirit because 
I, you know, he, there's a lot of places where you can literally find his touches and like the whole park. Like, and exactly, <laughs> that's exactly my first example. Okay. Like, not that this is the first spirit of Walt, because yes, the whole park. But I mean, his name is even in the park's name. Yeah. Well, this well, is why. Well, in, I'm, this in is, the resort name. This is why I'm really confused because mm-hmm. it is Walt Disney. Yes. Right. So this is. So I'm wondering if it's like the best places to find. Like the best spirit of him. That's maybe. why I said top five. Oh, top five. Okay, I get it. <laughs> and in no particular order. It's just it's. I'm gonna be just throwing them out. Although I did I did save the one that isn't the the le- the least literal place to mm-hmm. find Walt Disney. I'm saving for last. Okay. And I'm really really excited about it because I think yeah. that you'll be caught off guard, and I love doing that. Okay. Cool. So, let's get started. Okay, the first place where you can find the spirit of Walt is the Walt Disney World Railroad. Of course. So you know Walt loved trains. Yes. And it's... There's so many literal ways that you can see his literally namesake. So... In the, the the window that's just above the sign to the Magic Kingdom when you're facing into the park, you, you haven't gotten on Main Street yet, but you're looking at the train station. The window literally says, Chief Engineer Walter, Walter E. Disney. Nice. So on this window, it also says, Keeping Dreams on Track. Okay. So it's nice and punny. Nice. I get it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so they have the, the locomotive. That's the Walter E. Disney. And some like crazy facts. So there's also a locomotive. That's the Roy O. Disney. And they were going to make it the same locomotive, like the exact same locomotive that is the Walter E. Disney. But Roy said, no, I don't want that because he didn't really want to be held to the same esteem as his brother because he was like, even though he did so much for the company, he wanted to. He was so humble about it that he wanted to be not to be on the same level as Walt. Mm-hmm. And you can also find a Lily a Lily Bell locomotive as well, which is his wife, of course. Okay. And I mean, it's just to ride on a train is to just imagine Walt being next to you, having just as good of a time as you, because he loves trains so much. Yeah. So did Roy, like, did they put in, like, equal amounts of, like, work, or? Well, he really took over the, he, he was more on the business side. Oh, okay. And he, he took over the company after Walt passed away. Oh, okay. And so he was, I mean, he was overseeing the installation, really, of, of the Walt Disney World Railroad because Walt passed away before Magic Kingdom even opened. Mm. So it's... It's one of those things where it's it's awesome that they have that dedication to Roy, but it's so interesting to hear that he doesn't feel like he, you know, necessarily could have been on that same, held to the same esteem as his as his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Please silence all cell phones. <laughs> My bad. And fun fact about the Lily Bell, because all of these locomotives that you can ride on on the uh, Walt Disney World Railroad, they're refurbished. So they're vintage, basically. The Roy O. Disney one is the oldest one. Uh, The Lily Bell was made in 1928, which is the same year that Mickey Mouse was created. Oh, cool. Fun little coincidence of time frame there. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Next one is Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Okay. 
And again, yes, it has his name in it. I mean, it didn't always have his name actually in the, the title of the ride. Mm -hmm. So it was first created for the 1964 World's Fair, which Walt actually had a couple of things going on um, there that were sponsored by outside companies, but he was like the creative force behind bringing these various attractions and experiences to life at that particular event. And one of them was Carousel of Progress. Or as I recently found out, it was a show called Progress Land that was held in a theater called Carousel of Progress because it was like a rotating theater, like how a carousel would rotate. Mm -hmm. So the greatest thing about, or at least in my opinion, that this ride brought was that when it went to Disneyland because it was such a hit at the at the World's Fair that when it was put in Tomorrowland at Disneyland people say that the guests finally were able to realize what Walt was talking about when he wanted Tomorrowland so it almost put the vibe of Tomorrowland into the grasp of what guests could experience mm. does that make sense a little bit okay <laughs> I don't really know what tomorrow. Like I didn't see him talk about Tomorrowland in the Carousel Progress. He talked about the future, but like he didn't talk about like the entirety of Tomorrowland. Okay, well I guess maybe because the show Carousel of Progress isn't about Tomorrowland necessarily, like specifically what we see in the park, but it's more about the future, about how technology changes us, how technology and you know infuses in our habits and our lifestyles become adjusted to it. And so bringing that type of technology and that history that's behind it to Tomorrowland mm -hmm. brought the land full circle to okay. what Walt's vision was. Got it. So in a lot of ways, the carousel of progress really kind of radiates out into all of Tomorrowland with the spirit of Walt and just the spirit of moving forward and being always thinking about the next technology that could happen, yeah. even though so many of his ideas were ahead of his time, but like technology couldn't catch up to what his ideas were. Gotcha. So it's, like it's just pretty cool to think about. Okay. So, so that was Tomorrowland. So now we're going to go to Adventureland. So what's in Adventureland? So there's Jungle Cruise, but specifically there's also the Tiki Room. Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Which I don't think I've been inside. Yeah, you have. Are you sure? Singing birds, singing a song, and it, it looks like you're you're it's raining outside, but you're inside even though it's sunny outside. It's in a circular room, and then birds come up from the, or they're hanging from the ceiling, and they're singing to you. I don't remember that, but okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, this would be a whole lot more effective if you remember okay. it, <laughs> but that's okay. This is a great example of what I was just talking about, actually. So audio animatronics were one of those things that Walt kind of dreamed about and thought of for so long in that the technology couldn't catch up to what his ideas were and what he, what he envisioned for what Disneyland would have in it. And so the Enchanted Tiki Room is actually the first attraction that he was able to showcase these amazing things, audio animatronics, that would have noise and that would move realistically and that could entertain guests. So that was the first animatronics? It was the first attraction that had audio animatronics in Disneyland. Oh, okay. cool. Oh, it was in Disneyland? Yeah. Oh, okay. So this, this is, this actually, yeah, so Carousel of Progress um, and the Tiki Room were both originally in Disneyland and then they were brought over to Walt Disney World. Cool. Yeah. And so... 
an interesting thing. So there's 200, and this number is staggering, 225 birds. In the attraction? In the attraction. Or 225 audio animatronics. Maybe not all of them are birds. Some of them might be flowers, but... Um, that were brought into this attraction. And mind you, this isn't, I mean, what, the 1950s and 60s when people couldn't even fathom, like, having singing birds, like, looking right at you and saying, hi, my name is Jose. Yeah. You know? It's weird. And it's... They were probably freaked out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and you know what? It, it, it's... it's here's, here's what I read, that when the cast members were explaining what the Tiki Room was, it was said that they didn't get it. Like birds singing, what do you what do you mean? Yeah. Like they didn't really understand it. I'm trying to think of like what what's happening now that like maybe is equivalent, but I can't think of anything. So <laughs> it's okay, it's late. <laughs> so another fun fact about the Tiki Room that's that's also a Walt connection, other than you know this amazing technology that he really wanted and that was finally realized in the Tiki Room. The the coats or the the feathers or the it's not really the feathers but the breast area of a bird so you know how a bird has like feathers and then it kind of has a breast area Mm -hmm. that's not as heavily covered in feathers or the feathers aren't so long so one of the things that they were kind of struggling with when they were creating the outside parts of these animatronics were how to make it look realistic like when it's singing and moving and all that and so an Imagineer looked at Walt, this was in a, in a concept meeting, was looking at the sweater that Walt was wearing, and it was made of cashmere, and he saw how well it moved, and so that's when they decided that this sweater would be the perfect material to put on the breast area of these birds. So they stole his sweater? <laughs> they might have. No. Or bought a whole bunch of sweaters and then cut them up yeah. and then put it on the birds. Interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just... It's just one of those like fun little details that I mean, if you didn't know, it, you don't you don't necessarily miss it because it's not going to ruin your experience or anything. You're still going to have a great time at the show. Yeah. But you know, you can look a little bit more closely at the birds when yeah. you see them. Cool. So cool. All right. So next one. It's a small world. Okay. And it's a small world was also an, uh, a, an attraction that was originally for the 1964 World's Fair. So I mean, as you can see, that particular event, I mean, it had so many Disney classics that were art, that were created for that, but then they were so good that they had to be brought into the parks. Mm-hmm. And it was for it was sponsored by UNICEF, so UNICEF helping children around the world. Um, Never heard of it. <laughs> You don't remember when you were in elementary school how you had to carry around the little boxes and you had to collect quarters in the little orange boxes? No. Okay. It's not United Way, though, right? Oh, maybe that is United Way. Oh, okay. So you do remember the little orange boxes? Yeah, and United called United Way. Okay, you're right. Okay, anybody who's listening, I'm sorry. I spoke too soon. Because you, you called it an antibiotic, basically. No, UNICEF. What is UNICEF? UNICEF is it's it's literally a charitable organization. Oh, okay. But Which I did I, not hear of. Okay, it, okay. <laughs> first, okay. So UNICEF, OmniCEF, and United Way are all different. Okay. <laughs> Even though, I guess United Way plus OmniCEF makes UNICEF. Yeah. Which exactly. could, it also sounds like an antibiotic. Yes. But anyways, <laughs> let's move on. Okay. So, <laughs> so the the great so Walt had so many touches that were into this ride. In fact, even the song, he originally wanted 
all of the children because so you know when you're writing it's a small world that you go through different countries and different areas and you can see oh, all these children singing and they're all singing it's a small world well originally all those children were going to be singing their own national anthem mm -hmm. which would have sounded crazy and they recognized that and so they said oh you know it might sound a little a little a little like a mess so he tasked the Sherman brothers who are famous songwriters that wrote songs for many Disney attractions. They wrote the theme song for Carousel of Progress. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, they did songs for Mary Poppins. So they were tasked to make a song and this is from Walt to, that can be translated into many different languages and that could be sung in a round. So that could be repeated without stopping. Cool which is exactly, you know, what we hear on It's a Small World yeah. Today. But, I mean, it's just, it's really interesting that, that the reason why the song is the way it is today is because something that Walt tasked the Sherman Brothers with. Mm -hmm. And it's such an iconic song. And it's said that the song is, because of the, all the Disney parks and the locations that It's a Small World is around the world, and I think we've mentioned this before, that... Pen, you know, this is obviously excluding any refurbishments that might be happening, but that the song is constantly playing yeah. no matter where you are in the world because of all the time differences of where the parks are. Yeah. So pretty, pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Here's my last one. Cool. <laughs> Rudy's excited. I think he's hungry. Um, and this is like one of those that isn't as literal as the last four. And... I think that it's the most exciting one, at least for me, is the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. Okay. So that is, just to refresh your memory, that's the ride that goes around Tomorrowland that you get in the car and it's like, it, it's kind of like an open air monorail, I guess you it's could say. It's goes through the, the um, Buzz Lightyear. It goes through Buzz Lightyear, yeah, Space Mountain. So this is something that Walt actually envisioned for what Epcot was originally supposed to be. And I'm not really talking about Epcot, the park that we know today, but the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. So his master plan community. Mm -hmm. What he wanted was for people to drive into the community, park their cars, never use their cars while they're on property. Literally, you would be going around in people movers to get anywhere in the city. And so this is like a mini version of, of what he what he saw mm -hmm. for Epcot. Gotcha. Which is so cool. I would have loved to just ride in a people mover all yeah. day I, to work, back from work. Are there original like stuff about what Epcot was supposed to be like a full plan? Well, here's here's actually something that I just remembered and I can't believe I forgot about it. The if when you're on the people mover, you drive past a model set of what Epcot was supposed to be. Oh, okay. Cool. So you can see how some of the layout was, little trees and buildings and mm. cars. But is there a written form of like his actual plan of like what it was supposed to be? Written? I, I don't know. Mm. Like written by him? I don't know. But I mean, it's definitely available on Disney sources, like okay. in terms of unofficial Disney sources yeah. um, of people recounting what he saw. But a specific plan? I'm not sure. He did make a presentation about... Um, Epcot, okay. but it's not. I mean, yeah, it's not necessarily. I was just wondering if there's like a like if maybe Disney everyone knew that yeah, there's that transcript that we all saw. I don't know. That's what I was asking. 
No. Okay. Not that I know exists. If it does exist, please let us know. Yes. Cool. Because I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Does that kind of give you an idea of the spirit of Walt? Cause yes. I, I guess I could see how the title could be confusing. <laughs> yes. Not not the haunted mansion spirit of Walt, like he's lurking in like a corner or something. Yeah, but his ideas. Yeah, so a lot of his ideas, and it's just, it's so amazing. And I, I think that a lot of people, and you know, rightfully so, we all go to Magic Kingdom to just have a good time, relax on the hub lawn maybe, but there's so many things that are so classic and that were either directly done by Walt or in this inspired by Walt's ideas. And it's just so cool to see that legacy. I mean, it's such an enduring legacy. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It is. It's definitely amazing. The brand that he's been able to build is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. That's all I got. Nice. All right. So, well, thanks everyone for tuning in. I hope that everyone got a solid dose of their of their Walt Daily. Oh, oh my gosh. Today's literally like, I feel like since it's the spirit of Walt, it is like the Walt Daily. Yeah. The Walt, Walt Disney's super, in this podcast. Super meta. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back down to earth. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, make sure to subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a rating there. Let us know what you think. Um, we're on all types of social medias at the Walt Daily. Everything is super uniform now. So you find your favorite or use your favorite social media website to find the Walt Daily and you'll be able to connect with us there. Yeah. And as always, we appreciate you so much for listening, for watching wherever you are. And yeah, we hope this brought a little bit of magic to your day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.